This is the Ogilvy Podcast. I'm Chris Saletti. This week, health and wellness experts from across the globe have gathered in London at the first ever Ogilvy on Wellness Conference. The conference comes at a crucial time in the world. More than 2 billion people are overweight. Over 80% of teens aren't physically active enough. And evidence shows that mental stress can lead to physical ills and even early death. So throughout the conference, leaders are dissecting these important issues and what the potential solutions may mean for brands and marketers, most importantly, for the improvement of people's lives all around the world. Thomas Crampton, consulting principal at Ogilvy Red, sat down with Matthew Jusseron, the executive director of digital engagement at MSD, for a conversation about these issues, the worldwide wellness movement, and more. Here's Thomas and Matthew. You spoke a little bit about uh, uh, some of the drivers for change what, in what has traditionally been uh, a relatively uh, slow-changing uh, industry for a lot of very good reasons. It's about our health. Uh, could you talk about, I mean, what are the, the, the major drivers that have picked up? And we've seen pharma transforming much more in the last two to three years than the last, the, the, the previous decade. Well, I think, you know, the, the impact of digital is, is significant. Um, and, and we see a clear trend, uh, whereas our, our customers, our traditional customers, the, the HCPs, the healthcare professionals, are leveraging more and more digital. Um, as, as an illustration, um, in most of you know, Europe, um, physicians are spending more than one hour a day searching for information online. So their um, source of information used to be very um, centered around um, you know, the uh, sales reps from the pharma industry. And, and now they have access to um, a wider array of, of channels and, and, and sources of information. And, and um, I think as, as an industry, we're, we're realizing that uh, there are opportunities to tap into digital to, um, to be where our customers are. You showed a very interesting slide that showed the number of sales reps almost cutting in half yes. in a decade. Yes. Uh, do you see the sales rep end disappearing altogether, or is there always going to be a role for that? No, I think the role is evolving. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly where we'll land, but for sure I know their role is evolving. We've already seen that their role used to be really face-to-face centric, and now is, is, is not only face-to-face, but also leveraging some of the digital channels. Um, a lot of sales rep in this industry are now uh, equipped to send emails to their customers, personalized emails, uh, marketing emails. Um, they're also um, equipped to engage with their physicians remotely, uh, not only in face-to-face. So for sure, um, you know, there's, there's, there's trends um, uh, around you know, enabling uh, sales reps, um, and this is probably gonna be part of their um, you know, new roles in the future. Uh, you have in France successfully built up a number of communities, one of which now reaches two-thirds of all the doctors mm-hmm. in France. Mm-hmm. You have a different site that reaches a millions of uh, Consumer. French consumers. Correct. Uh, with those two sites, what are some of the learnings you've had about the behaviors of healthcare professionals online uh, versus the behavior of consumers online? So there's, there's probably a lot uh, you know, of insights, and I think the first thing is what digital brings is the ability to l- learn a lot. 
um, collect a lot of data. I mean, every email generates five sets of data. Um, and, and so I think this, the first thing I would say is by being present online, this gives us an opportunity to collect insights about our customers, to understand what they are doing online, what they are consuming in terms of content, the time they spent, their journeys online. Mm -hmm. and, and while I don't think that as an industry we've really consumed all of this data, I think we're all you know, starting to, to, to get the, the benefit of that. And, and but, I, but if we've not yet consumed the information, at least we've started to collect it. And we're growing in terms of maturity, in terms of expertise. We're uh, bringing on board new roles, such as data miners, such as um, um, campaign architects that really are, have the ability to, to leverage uh, this information. So I would say this is, you know, this is the first thing about the, the, the information. And you've heard me talk about it quite a bit in, in, the, in, the, um, in the session. Um, the second thing is about um, the, um, well, hard to say. I would say the, the, the second aspect I would say is that consumers um, are probably not the, the categories of customers that we know the, the best. So really the, the challenge here uh, at MSD France was how can we launch a couple of initiatives to try to start providing them with value? Mm -hmm to try to engage with these new groups and learn, trying to experiment, um, identify the topics that would be relevant to them, the solutions, the services uh, that would be relevant to them, but also identify those that are not so that we can fail fast and try to focus and really, it's really about pivoting. And while we have a kind of a, a vision, it's, I'm not sure we have, we have the ingredients, I'm not sure we know exactly the recipe. So here I think it's about a lot of uh, experimentation trying to learn um, on how to best engage with, with, with consumers. On the healthcare, um, so engaging with healthcare professionals, I think this is what the industry has done for years. So and you, have, you have a lot of knowledge, so, so but maybe in a have, different context. So here we have a lot of knowledge, probably not a lot of knowledge in term of in, in a digital fashion, but I think we're more tapping into our experience right. or you know our board of customers to try to do the right thing, uh, to provide them with value. Uh, services, information that are that is relevant to their to their uh, which, day -to -day which having having meet, met so many of them or, or engaged with so many of them, clearly you're providing some value to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, you know, we, what we've what we've done is we've identified that medical information was uh, key to them, um, and medical news was key to them. So basically, we've we've really thought about building the best service for them. We, we did. Uh, it was launched 12 years ago, so I think we also need to recognize that this is not happening overnight. Um, and, 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 and overnight, 12 year success. Yes, <laughs> it, it, it takes a little bit of time, um, you know, to, to, to build, you know, to pivot, to, to align and, and land on, on the right solution. Um, but, you know, this is because we really believe that was the right way to go, that we've kept the momentum and, and I've, you know, have met a couple of success so far. Speaking not so much on the front-facing end about that, let's talk about the back end of this. How do you accomplish this? Because really what you have in MSC France is, is a series of properties that in the context of startups in the health and wellness space, everybody, oh, that's the hottest thing going, yet you are not a startup. MSC mm -hmm. France is not a startup. How do you make that happen from the conceptual end down through to the more executional questions? So um, again, I don't think there's a perfect recipe, and we're I think learning each time we we, we you know we, we develop new new services. Uh, I think it starts with strong sponsorship. 
So uh, somebody at the top who believes. Somebody at the top who believes and is willing to um, give us some room, some um, resources to experiment. Uh, so strong sponsorship. The second thing is about um, understanding what our customers would really value mm -hmm. and try to identify a few bets where we're, we're not going to you know, uh, run after all of the opportunities. We need to identify, and that's what we did, the two, three where we believe we were relevant, where we believe that um, our customers were in needs for something, mm -hmm. where there was not an institution, something that was already well you know, um, established. And, and so we've paced, placed a few bets um, and, and with the sponsorship and with you know, the, the willingness to fail fast, uh, I think you know, we've been able to, um, you know, to, to meet some, some success. So on the, back, on the back office piece, this is one piece. I would say there's another piece which is around technology and data, and I've, I've, I've talked about it. But I think the idea is how can we um, bring to market fast, which is not easy to do. Um, and, uh, and I think it's really about having you know, good collaboration with um, all of the right stakeholders in, within the industry, uh, within the, the organization, but also the right partner external to try to bring to market faster our ideas and, and learn faster whether they're relevant or not. Speak to me a little bit about the individuals involved. How do you find the right people to bring about change? Is it, do you find people internally? Do you go externally? Are there particular positions you hire for? Create sure. new ones? Sure. Um, so, I mean, first thing is, I strongly believe that there's a need for a core team internal of people that are really positioned, connected to the right stakeholders um, to really um, push forward those projects. Um, so there's, there's a need for internal people. There's a need, obviously, for partners externally. But maybe back to the internal, I think there's, there's uh, I think as an industry, we realize that there's a need for new roles. Um, and as an illustration, in, in France, I've hired a data miner because I strongly believe that uh, our success was tied to our ability to understand the data. And, and for that, um, while we were collecting data, we were probably not sufficiently using the data mm -hmm. to um, optimize our interactions, to plan the next interactions, to make sure that we're providing value based on what we know about the customers. And, 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 so and is a data miner something traditionally would be hired in the pharma sector? So, so absolutely not. I mean, and, and by the way, this was a hard time. I mean, I had a hard time. It took me about a year to hire the right person simply because um, data miners are in banking and insurance. This is where they go right. because they know that um, data mining is a core capabilities within the It's a focus of the organization. It's a focus of the organization. Well, and why, why am us, I going to go to work with you yeah. and pharma? Do you really... And it's, it, you know, they reaching, I mean, um, in some like banks, um, you know, they'll reach a team of 20. So they can really think about their career path. You know, joining MSD France was a team of one. So really that was a bet. Um, and, and I strongly believe there was, there was a need and an opportunity. And it was, you know, just uh, an example of those type of new roles um, that... Um, as an industry we need um, and and so this is one piece I'm thinking about also about uh, campaign architects so the people that have the ability to look at campaigns mainly contents and sequence and data so what comes out of the data miner and try to personalize interactions and build customer journeys um, um, that are relevant to our customers so those are you know types of roles that we um, probably don't have much as an industry but for sure that are going to be you know, developing and growing uh, in, in the future. 
Um, I would say also about external, because here we've talked about internal role. External, externally, let's be, let's be clear, I don't think that we can build everything we would want to have. So we need also to think about, if I can build, I can buy our partner. Mm -hmm. and, and this is an opportunity, often, to um, go faster to market and maybe fail faster. So, so another, I think, key success factor is to be able to build the right ecosystem of partner, to be able to, to um, you know, build those new initiatives, experiments, uh, and, and not start from scratch. Uh, what is your advice that you would give to somebody about to embark on this, either in your industry mm -hmm. or another industry? So um, many, so I would say uh, think big, start small, grow fast is really the... the okay, think big, start small, st grow fast. Yeah, so, so you want to start with your aspiration. Right. And, and if you have that, you can rally around the right people in your organization to support your initiative. Um, so you, you, you were saying a minute later, a few minutes ago, uh, 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 you can't go to top management and say, I'd like to... You know. Yeah, to come with a tactic. Yeah, don't come with a small so tactic. So basically here, it's, it's you want to come with an aspiration, a vision, a direction, and make sure that you, know, you have the strategic uh, view of, of, of the opportunity that you're running after. But then you want to start small, uh, because if you are just you know, at the very strategy, I mean, you have a hard time delivering. You know? So you need to start somewhere. And, and starting small really gives you the ability to talk tactics in this case to deliver on some tactics, to be successful in some tactics, potentially to identify that you were wrong and stop fast or fail fast, um, and really grow on, uh, on your early successes. So really starting small and then growing fast because it's good if you have a super strategy and you've done one tactic, this is not gonna bring enough value. So really the, now the next chapter, the next challenge is how do you accelerate? How do you scale? How do you bring it faster? You have 1% uh, reach, how can you get 10% reach? Um, it took you six months, how can it take you six weeks? So this is really about the, the, the next step, uh, once you have had the aspiration, once you've had successes on some tactics, that just bring it bigger. Excellent. So this, I mean, would be, uh, you know, uh, uh, my recommendation. The second one, which I think we should not underestimate, is change management. Mm -hmm. Because um, whenever we're talking about transformation, we're talking about transforming people's role. And th th does this include culture? Oh, culture is a big is is a is a big aspect. So I think I mean uh, change management, all encompassing, is something that we really need to um, that I would strongly recommend you know to to really pay a lot of attention to. Uh, I would say it's all it's often easy to forget it, uh, and and if you look at most of the um, projects around technology evolutions around uh, around. Let's say CRM. CRM is a simple, it seems to be, sounds simple. And most of them have failed, not because the technology was not there, but just because people have not adopted it. So I think there's probably, as, um, I mean, this applies to all of the industry. I think change management is clear, it's key. And, and most of the project that I was leading, I, I, was, I always made sure to have a change management lead uh, in the team that was accountable for bringing change. Um, early in the project, and let's not wait until everything is baked to bring change management, but let's really make sure that we um, um, take that into consideration throughout the projects, that we can think about it early before it's there, we can think about it while we are changing, and we can also accompany the change after. Great. Um, looking forward to the, the next phases for uh, uh, MSD France and, and globally, global ambitions, where do you see this engagement with 
consumers and healthcare professionals going in the next five years? So there's probably a lot of trends um, you know, in this industry. Uh, one is around engaging with patients, and, and we've talked about that. I think there's a lot to learn uh, about that to be uh, more relevant um, to them um, in, in a, I would say, you know, a digital interactions. I would say the second piece is around real-world evidence, uh, which is the ability to demonstrate the value you know, that your, your brand, your products, your drugs bring in real life. So for me, those are uh, two key trends that are, I would say, new to in our, our industry. The third one, which I would say is not new but would remain a focus, is how can we engage with healthcare professionals to provide them medically relevant information for them to be more effective and to deliver be better care for their patients. So I would say two new areas and one that remained consistent. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you. This has been an Ogilvy production. Our sound engineer is Ken Meyer, and our music and special effects are produced by Alan Hotchkiss. Mm -hmm.